Welcome everybody to our new Female Gentle Leaders podcast and this episode with Katrina Marsh. I'm your host. My name is Polly. I'm a business architect and I love creating these interviews, such an environment we can, where we can inspire each other. And today, Katrina is not only an amazing woman, an amazing entrepreneur, and you will hear all about her Busy Bee Yoga Studio and her journey towards it. But also we are co-authoring a book that in a few days or weeks you might be able to buy and we will love for you to support us. So let's talk about everything. <laughs> and Katrina, could you tell us more about what you're doing? Yes, of course. Thank yes, you so much for having Thank me. So I'm very excited to be a part of the Female Gentle Leaders podcast with you. Um, so I'm Katrina Marsh. I am the owner and founder of Busy Bee Yoga, which is now recently rebranded to Busy Bee Studios. And we're based in Northern California. And I'm also the co-founder and owner of a media management agency, Maganda Media Management. And that is also based in Northern California. So with an online business and a physical brick and mortar business, I keep pretty busy. But um, this book that we're co-authoring has been an awesome opportunity to start forming my personal brand um, aside from the two businesses. So yeah, I'm very excited about that coming out. <laughs> it sounds amazing and yes when do you ever sleep I would ask <laughs> I I definitely make time for sleep I am one of those people that needs like the full eight hours um unfortunately my partner can like live on four hours of sleep and completely thrive and I am not the same way so sleeping is important um but yeah I still I teach a good amount of yoga classes, um, but you know, luckily with uh, the team that we have at the studio and the my business partner and the team that we have with the media management agency, uh, we get to work with a lot of great people and kind of tackle the to do list together. And that's great. So you can really grow, and your businesses aren't on you, right? Right. <laughs> And that's the most important thing. So I wanted to ask you because that's a lot of my clients or are in the process of building something offline or they are already, like we talked about, already traumatized after the COVID <laughs> time. And you created your Busy Bee Yoga and now studios in these last years. What do you feel was your way of creating it what do you feel that made the change that you can really grow and exactly it's not depending on you so much now and i don't know if it was but um what could you share about that yeah absolutely i think um i'm really happy that you touched on that because in the beginning when i opened the yoga studio it was a donation based um yoga studio and i was just teaching classes by myself every day multiple times a day. Um, and then when we expanded, I actually was still the sole yoga teacher for a long time. And um, I, I touch on this a little bit in the book as well, that I was kind of taking on a lot more than I could chew. Um, and that was starting to get to me and the burnout was definitely prevalent. So um, I think it's important to really kind of find your tribe find the people that will support you and also find um, 
start finding the people that you want to be a part of the team that you are creating and the community that you're fostering. Um, because it, it's, it, it really is a team effort in order to create something that's truly going to withstand the length of time. Um, and I'm so fortunate to be able to have found the instructors that I have and the teammates that I have for my businesses. But yeah, when we were opening the physical location, we were kind of just getting our feet wet. So we opened in a very small studio that actually doubled as a mortgage office. And so it was, it could fit about like four yoga mats. It was puny. <laughs> so we were, we were crunched in there. It was like a glorified closet. Um, but wow. once we got our start and we were able to see like, is this something that the community could benefit from? Is this something that, you know, would be accepted in our small town? Cause we're also in a, a pretty small town. Um, once we were able to test that out, then we were able to expand from there. So the biggest advice that I could give is definitely find people that are going to be able to support and help you, um, and really just kind of help you take you from square one to wherever you want to go. And that can see your vision as well. Um, but also test it out, get feedback, listen mm -hmm. to your community, see what they want and be able to skew your services or your products whatever you're providing um, in terms of what, you know, your community is looking for. Yeah, that's great. And I love that you mentioned that your first studio was really small because that's something that I love that it's always better for us to start small. When I see the big projects of some complicated studios where we have everything from wellness to yoga and stuff like that, But when this is built from someone that never did anything around yoga or wellness or anything like that, I'm always afraid. Exactly like you said, when it's not tested, why go big and risk it? everything? Why not go small? And with the community, with your expertise, everything can grow. What do you think about that? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And you know, being able to test it out first was really what was able to make this be a successful journey. Um, because if we weren't able to see what people were looking for, I probably would have been providing something that a lot of people weren't looking for, and it may have not worked out. So I, I actually kind of come at some of these situations in my businesses with this I don't even know if this is something that people can really duplicate, but I think it's okay, a good way I think to keep in mind good. it's CPR. So it's connect, process, and revise. Um, so really trying to connect with the people that you're looking to serve, see you know who they are, where they, what their lifestyle is like, process that in terms of what you're looking to provide, and then revise your services or products depending on what they're looking for. Because obviously you need to keep your passion in mind of what you want to be able to provide. But if it's not something that people are looking for, then it's probably not going to work out. So the the biggest example I can give of this is I was at the, when we first started, the majority of our clientele was moms and mothers. Um, and whether it was stay at home moms or working moms, Our school drop-off time for elementary, high school, middle school was around 8.30 a.m. So that's when kids need to get dropped off at school. 
And I started giving a class that was at 8 a.m. And I was like, why is nobody coming to this class? Why won't it, why is this class so empty all the time? So that's where kind of like that CPR came in, connected with the people who's coming to my classes. What is this niche community that I'm already serving and how can I better serve them? Oh, well, it's impossible for them to get to this 8.30 or 8 a.m. class if they have to drop their kids off at 8.30. So processing that information and then revising it in order to better serve you know, the people that are already coming and supporting me. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a great example, right? So then I would imagine you asking all the moms, why aren't you here? At yeah. 8 yet, like, right? Do you not like this class? Is it the style? Like, you know, like, why does everybody hate me? And they're like, no, I just, you know, I can't get that time. So now we actually have it, the 8.30, we moved it to 8.30. So we changed that class to be an 8.30 class. And it was still kind of hit or miss. We had a better turnout. And then it was really kind of the 9 a.m. mark a lot of the moms were looking for. So that's honestly kind of like our mom's class in a way. Um, we see a lot of moms go to that one. But in general, I think the later morning classes have shown to be a little bit easier for people to get to. So it, we kind of have like a sleepy, a sleepy town where we're at. So it's <laughs> great. And uh, something that I I saw in there was also that you you maybe you took it maybe personally a little bit, but oh, yeah. that's that's what we always do. Like as service providers, we create a service or a product or a program, even in the online business world, and we take it personally when nobody nobody's there nobody buys and this is great what you mentioned because often it or often i think in 100 percent we don't which or we shouldn't make it personal because it's never about us right right <laughs> so nice that you mentioned it on such an amazing example yeah and yeah I was just going to say that, that I totally, I, I think that was a, a biggest, the biggest shift that I had to make was, you know, I was taking a lot of things personally, like, oh, if they don't want to come to class, then, you know, it's something wrong with me. And in general, if you have any kind of um, wellness or fitness brand, you're, you're kind of trying to sell people on working out and doing something that, you know, sometimes might not be fun. So for me, I had to kind of wrap my head around the fact that, you know, you need to take you need to have the passion and put your emotion into your business. Absolutely. But you need to balance it out with, you know, you are still, you know, you're still a business and you need to kind of like look at the logistics of it and not take everything to heart. Not everybody means it in, you know, that gut punch way if they can't make it to class. So it was definitely like a shift. It's, you know, it's the business and, you know, this is, it's different than somebody just you know, giving mm -hmm. feedback straight to you. They're giving feedback to your business and your services and your products. So it should be yeah, welcomed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Thank you for that. And you already mentioned that something will be in our book. And I read your chapter and you made me cry and I really loved it. So I'm oh, so excited for all of you to read it. Um, you mentioned the burnout around your yoga studio and but my question is what made you choose yoga what was the start of your journey towards this amazing part of your life I think 
because yoga it's not only yoga right it's a lifestyle oh absolutely um I, I this is actually one of the subjects that I wish I could have gone a little bit more in depth in my chapter but I did touch on it briefly um there was a a pretty chaotic time in my life where there was a lot of shifts and a lot of changes a lot of things up in the air that were making me very uncomfortable because change is uncomfortable um and actually very randomly when I was when I'm looking back at this when I was writing my chapter or you know collaborating with this book I you know I decided to go into a yoga teacher training and it was very spur of the moment there was a yoga studio where I had just moved to I had just moved and I walked in and I was like, are you guys hosting a yoga teacher training and they're like yeah it actually starts like next week and like we're we're about to cut off people from you know joining this so if you want to do it absolutely and i remember them actually saying like where did you come from like people usually kind of like pre prepare for this a little bit and like this is something that they're working up towards and i was like i really just you know i think this is what yeah. i need right now and i was very drawn to that lifestyle of balance and i've always done yoga i always did it with my mom growing up um, I always turned to yoga when I was stressed in school or pretty much anything. I really try to tie it in as much as I could. And um, the yoga teacher training was, it was a little bit random of, it was random timing at the time. But looking back, it makes sense that I was drawn to that when everything was thrown up in the air. So when I went into this teacher training, I was just surrounded by all of these like-minded individuals that were curious, that wanted to learn, that wanted to become better connected with themselves. With themselves. And that was something I really resonated with. Um, my teachers were also phenomenal that were hosting the teacher training. And um, I just remember we, we met three times a week and I just would look forward to those three times a week so very much. I That was when I was, was, when I was turn off everything else and get my notebook out you know we'd go through a practice together we'd go through sequences together we'd learn about breath work the history of yoga you know anatomy and it was it was just a great time so the teacher training um that's when i kind of felt most grounded in my life i think and that's when i started to break some of these barriers of you know vulnerability i, I was allowing myself to be a little bit more vulnerable where in the past i was i did not really um, so the teacher training was a very transformational time. Absolutely. And then when I got the opportunity to teach, I was very hesitant at first because when I went into the teacher training, I never planned to teach. I was like, well, that was a great experience. I will never teach, but I wanted to deepen my practice. So I was like, that's okay. But then when I got this opportunity, I was like, maybe, I, was like, maybe. Maybe I do. So the first time I ever taught legitimately, we did a lot of practice teaching, but the first time I ever taught a full length class was at my studio. And it was, I, I, it was very interesting. It was at the first initial beta, you know, yoga studio in that mortgage office. And it was to about four women. And I was so nervous. I planned it out for hours and hours and hours, practiced it. And when I finally gave the class, it ended up being nothing that I planned, but it ended up being great. 
Um, and that's when I realized, you know, like this is something that I can turn to in times of stress. And when I end up, when I start teaching, it kind of just flows from, you know, it, it flows from inside. I end up teaching something that I feel that other people are needing at that time, maybe in a way, something that I feel like I'm needing that I want to provide. So the, the yoga teacher training was very transformational. And I think that was a big push into the direction of the studio being created and really just getting kind of yeah, yoga kind more of, in my life that definitely integrated it very deeply. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I often see that the unplanned things in our lives are the ones that lead us towards our destiny, or I don't know how we could call it, right? But or towards our calling, because exactly, you wouldn't think about this journey or you wouldn't be able to plan it out. It just came into existence and you just said, okay, let's try. Exactly. And that's just amazing. And I, on this topic of magic and destiny, I would love to ask, how did you came across of being an author? Was it similar when you watch back and at our few months together? <laughs> yes. No, this yes. is uh, yeah. you have the best questions, I have to say, because this is that it was very, it was very when I went through teacher training and I was like, I'm around all these people that I feel like I can be vulnerable with. When we went into this project of creating this book, this amazing book. We, we meet every Fridays. We, we talk in between the Friday meeting meetings. We're reading each other's chapters and giving feedback. And we're telling each other, you know, maybe we can go a little deeper here. Maybe we can explain a little here. It reminded me so deeply of my yoga teacher training. I was just, I, I was kind of blown away. And I was like, this is how, this is kind of feeds back into the idea why it's so important to find your community and your find community. tribe, you yeah. know, finds the people that you want to surround yourself with because you really are able to excel if you're around people that are going to support you and also can see your vision and have, you know, a like-minded vision. So I, I think that it, I'm very happy that you mentioned that because I felt very felt similar very vibes fun. that, you know, this, this group of women that we've been able that's to, we've been able to create and create this project with has project been amazing. And I'm, I'm so excited to get together and have this book launch in Spain. I don't know when this episode is coming out, but I'm very excited for, you know, having this. Yeah, I think, launch and, yeah. yeah, I believe that this will already come up before Valencia. So I think you will be able to enjoy us when we will be there. If you will follow Katrina or you are following me, and we will share a lot from Valencia, from our launch. And yes, I feel the same as you. I'm always looking forward to our Fridays and I'm always stressed out that I can't join you <laughs> because I feel that I will be missing out of some amazing talks and topics. And even if I'm stressed out about the launch and, and Valencia as well, right? the offline launch big big thing for all of us i'm looking forward to just hug you all because we created a little family i feel oh absolutely because, right we went so deep in our stories and 
that's what I loved about all of us. And I think what will give our book a really deep meaning for all the readers that we never hold it back. None of us. We really went really deep, cried a lot, loved a lot. And yeah, we didn't stop. What um, what do you think was your hardest part in the writing? The writing. <laughs> the entire <laughs> I, I wanted to, you know, be like, oh no, it just it flowed out, pen to paper, it all just, you know, no. I I had to kind of fight myself sometimes to really sit down and write. And what I found myself doing was I would start writing. And then I would create little asterisks of, I'll come back to this and write that part later. And I, then I found that I had pages of asterisks. So I was like, maybe I'm going to have to start writing somewhere. So that was, it was kind of, a, I had to kind of kick myself in the butt a little bit. I, I had to push myself in order to create even just that first rough, rough, rough draft that I can even kind of give to you guys to be able to tell me like, Nope, do it again, you know? So I, I I needed a lot of support from our group in order to be going deeper into the parts that needed to be deepened. And I needed to really push myself in order to get those words on paper in the way that I wanted them to be reflected. That was the hardest part was in those deep moments that I was writing, I was getting frustrated. I was like, I don't think this is encapsulating exactly how I was feeling. I don't think this is don't think this really showing what I want it to. And that is why I started to tie in a lot of imagery of a joker, of a juggler. So my chapter, I probably should have said this, but my chapter is called The Joker's Juggle. And it's kind of hiding behind this mask and hiding vulnerability and kind of burying that. And then throughout the chapter, it's kind of this journey of showing how I was able to kind of break through that a little bit. And it's still a work in progress, absolutely, to kind of remold yourself into something different. But I found that being able to tie in the imagery of the Joker and the Joker, the Joker, and the Joker. Really helpful because I was able to kind of tie that symbolism into how I was feeling. Um, but that was definitely a hard process. What, what would you say your the hardest process was for you writing yours? For me, uh, to see how many comments Ray has on my chapter and then rewriting and re redoing it and adding parts and again and again and again mm -hmm. and again. <laughs> and I feel that our writing, our creating of the entire book, because now our, we are in the marketing part, we are really creating it all together. We never did it, so it's really new for us. It's it's an analogy to our businesses that when we want to grow, we all want to grow, right? But then it's not easy. We really need to need to kick us kick ourselves in the butt. Yeah. We need to force ourselves to just sit down and do the work, and then we can enjoy what we did yes. and again like you said we need to build the community around it we need to ask the people as we are doing here now to support us to join us when we are when we will be launching the book so just follow us so because this is 
really an amazing analogy to our entire business. It's not easy, but we can, if we have the right people around us, we can really make amazing things and really grow in an amazing way. Like you said, right? For you, the book, and for me too, is a part of my brand. It will help us create a bigger effect for our clients or whatever, for our businesses. Um, what would you like to say about that? What do you feel? Do you do you see that analogy too? Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, it's made me, this process has made me question a lot about ironically, because I, I, I do, you know, I keep myself pretty busy, but it's also kind of made me question, okay, like, made me question like, how can I, can I survive? What is coming after this book? And I have a lot of exciting things that are kind of leading up after this book that I haven't announced yet. But the this book has been kind of very pivotal in my personal brand and more so than my brand, but just me as a person. Because um, I've always kind of hidden behind Busy Bee Studios and hidden behind Maganda Management. And so now having this book that's like the person behind the businesses, it's frightening. I've, I had a friend of mine read it the other day and she actually, very scary. I wouldn't recommend this. She read it in front of me mm-hmm. and I was like, palms were sweating. I was like, oh my gosh. At the end of it, she read it in silence too. So at the end of it, I was like, what did you think? And she was like, that was beautiful. And that was kind of the cherry on top that I needed that extra little, like you did something and it is ready. Um, because now this book is, you know, preparing and gearing up to come out November 2nd. And I couldn't be more thrilled with, you know, the products that we are about to be putting out there. And I'm so excited for people to be able to read it and connect with it. Yeah, me too. So connect with us and really, 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 we will be so happy if you will support us and become our launch teams because we are creating them uh, because we really feel that this book should be in your hands, in our hands. And for me, I think that I will believe that I'm a part of the book when I will be holding the book. Like, I know I did it, but I don't think my head really wrapped around it yet. Right. <laughs> once, I, once I'm holding it, that's going to be a very different feeling indeed. Because, you know, writing it on a computer, even printing it out on pages and, you know, making edits that way, it is going to be very different when it's binded and bound or, you know, in my hands. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, for Katrina, for this amazing interview. And would you like to say something more or maybe invite the listeners or viewers to some place? Because I will share all the links below. But maybe you feel like sharing with us something. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so if if you're looking to be, you know, updated a little bit more on this process, I think every author in this book's um, launch team is is different. We we're sending out different updates behind the scenes, sneak peeks, promos. I know, you know, one of our authors, Lauren, is kind of doing a little. I think she's doing, I may be butchering this, but she's doing like a little incentive kind of promotional deal. So she's she's doing some great marketing things. So if you're looking to join one or all of our launch teams, mine personally is going to be located at hellotherekatrina.com. 
Um, so if you want to join my launch team, you can go there. And there's also links to Busy Bee Studios and to Maganda Media Management um, if you're kind of looking for more information on those aspects as well. Great. And I love Katrina's Instagram. So, or the Busy Bee Instagram. I just love her because you are, you, I see how you play with your Instagram, with your social media. And I think that's why you have your media agency. <laughs> so, you gotta keep it fun. Really you gotta amazing. keep it fun and real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So follow her there. I'm following her. I, I loved the new reel about with your dogs. And oh, yeah. <laughs> I know my ginormous bruiser dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for being here with me and have an amazing day, you all. And thank you for listening. Thank you, Polly. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs>